It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. It's a Monday morning. I'm going to go with just it's a Monday morning today. After that glorious sunshine, lots of the country experienced at the weekend. We're back to sort of a bit more business as normal. Um, I can guarantee you that it will start raining and then continue to rain for pretty much the entire summer. Now, how can I guarantee that to you? Because we're having a new patio built and the new patio furniture has arrived. And therefore, it is pretty safe to say 100% that it will uh, it will basically rain for the whole summer. So, um. Sorry about that, everyone. Anyway, that's your breaking news today. Um, we have some extraordinary stories today. Uh, there's an awful lot to talk about. A lot of it seems to involve infighting at number 10, uh, involving um, either, either Dominic Cummings himself, the Prime Minister's former senior advisor, uh, or friends of Dominic Cummings and allies of his, and Boris Johnson, Boris Johnson's wife, oh, sorry, fiance Carrie Simons, uh, and um, allies of theirs as well. Who said what to whom and who knew what when and who spent what on someone's wallpaper and uh, all of that. We're going to talk about all of that. Plus, that surging cases in India. Uh, Carl Hennigan, uh, Sneetra Gupta and others, uh, that joint letter to end lockdown, which apparently, you know, certainly Andrew Marr and Sophie Ridgeshow didn't think was worth talking about yesterday, but they'll take anything from any random former polytechnic social, social sociologist uh, when they think that apparently we're all going to die if we have a day uh, less of lockdown. It was going to talk about the Oscars overnight. Nomadland is the big winner. No, I've not seen it either. Uh, and also that football social media boycott uh, uh, coming up next weekend. This after fans were back at Wembley. What a wonderful sight that was for the Carabao Cup. Uh, right now, though, let's uh, talk to Tom Slater. He's deputy editor of Spiked Online and joining us all this morning. Good morning to you, Tom. Morning, Julia. I'm sure you have as much interest in the Oscars as I do. Um, <laughs> so we are. We, we will get to those. Uh, but um, let's talk about all these front pages. I mean, Daily Mail have the perhaps you know the, the, the hardest hitting one, the one that is going to make Boris Johnson wake up this morning and go, Oh, my God. That's You know those moments you wake up on a Sunday morning and you wake up and you go, oh, what did I do last night? Well, according to sources, um, I think we can safely say Dominic Cummings, um, the Daily Mail claim that uh, Boris Johnson said soon after announcing the second lockdown uh, in uh, November last year, 
that he would rather see bodies pile high in their thousands than order a third lockdown. Uh, now, Dan Shinn strongly denied the Prime Minister made that comment, saying it was just another lie. Uh, there are those who stand, who, who, who they say they heard it and they stand by their claim. And it's allegedly after Michael Gove warned Boris Johnson that soldiers would be needed to guard hospitals that would be overrun with COVID victims. Well, I mean, we know for a start that that's a lie because, of course, we didn't see hospitals overrun in the same way. And also that um, for the third lockdown, that that, um, that the infections peaked, didn't they? They peaked at least about a week before we went into that lockdown. So that lockdown wasn't necessary to, to, to uh, cut down on those numbers. But what do you make of those that 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 uh, uh, quote from Boris Johnson, we're told, and the whole shenanigans between Dominic Cummings and Boris Johnson? Well, it's a really good headline. I think it will be a huge headache for number 10 today, of course. But at the same time, it's just so unedifying, all of this stuff. And we don't know whether or not this quote is actually accurate. We don't know the context in which it was said. Things are said in the heat at the moment. And also what we're dealing with in the Boris Johnson versus Dominic Cummings saga are two quite unreliable sources, really, from you know Dominic Cummings and his eye test through to Boris Johnson yeah. and the various sort of exaggerations, shall we say, that he said over the years. And I think really what we're seeing here, the bigger picture is, is just the degeneration of what was for a time, at least quite an interesting political partnership between the two into just kind of courtly politics. Uh, he said, she said, yeah. and a power struggle that had been going on towards the end of last year between the prime minister's fiance and the people around her and Dominic Cummings mm. and the people around him. So there are important questions in the midst of all of this, but I think particularly at the moment, that's really the bigger picture. And as you were alluding to the big policy discussions around lockdown or anything else are just getting missed in the midst of all of this stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, the small point of millions of people losing their jobs, having their basic civil liberties taken away, hundreds of thousands of business trying to stay afloat. I mean, people think, oh, isn't it? oh, it's fine. You're not in lockdown anymore. People are going to the pub, you're going to the shops. The shops aren't breaking even. The pubs and the restaurants aren't breaking even. Can we just stop this absolute nonsense? The idea that the government, anyone working in government has time to deal with any of this stuff. I mean, Frankly, you know, I, I come across, I'm, I'm a little bit middle-aged mum at this point. If I went into Downing Street right now, I would be banging heads together and sending people to their room without their tea. That's what I'd be doing. Um, I, I mean, I just, I am so, I'm, I am more appalled by the, the, the amount of time and the rows that this is this mm. is uh, generating and, 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 the, and the focus than I am by any quote from that. And I agree with you. It's, it's, a, it's a horrible thing to have said. Um realistically said in the heat of the moment as an expression of his strength of feeling against lockdown. Um, but of course, this is the problem with Boris Johnson, that, that it doesn't matter what the strength of feeling is. Oh, he's a libertarian. He's a liberal. He's like, no, 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 he's got no, there's no backbone there. He, he, he didn't have the courage of his convictions that lockdowns were wrong. No, lockdown wasn't needed. Um, people staying in, you know, people who were vulnerable, staying in their homes and isolating for, the, for their own safety, that would have happened anyway because people are sensible and people didn't need a law for that. And the people who were young and healthy and at low risk could have carried on living their lives and we could have kept businesses going. Um, and, and, and again, it does seem to me that, you know, he's been scared into these things, going against all his convictions. But convictions don't count for anything if you don't act on them, do they? No, I think that's completely true. I think the idea that Boris Johnson was some kind of great libertarian hope was always a bit of a myth. I mean, he flirted with the nanny state when he was in City Hall. He yeah. introduced a sugar tax when he was in City Hall, funnily enough, just in the building. It's a weird little pilot of these. But any, anyway, I think this kind of suggestion that he was ever a man of principle just 
didn't pay any attention to the way that he operates, which is that, that it's the last person he spoke to. Well, and that's <laughs> the thing. And I have to say, one of the reasons why uh, I, I was quite encouraged when he got elected was the fact that Dominic Cummings was with him. I know he's a hate figure for those uh, on the Remainer side, but I knew mm. we'd get we we get Brexit. I knew it because because Dominic that was what he was there to do, and I wanted I wanted government to be shaken up and this establishment and uh, this Remainer elite attitude. I wanted all that shaken up, but that's the trouble. Dominic Cummings clearly bull in a china shop, and I think frankly mm. he did have to go. What do you make of all the the stuff? I mean, again, I'm, I don't think we should be talking about this to a certain extent. Because <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm ashamed of myself because frankly, you know, there are more important people's lives and livelihoods are what matter right now. Um, but we have to because because it is it is it is what is dominating the news agenda. Um, and I will after seven o'clock, I will have a, a, my say on, on why why I think that it, it absolutely shouldn't be. But but Carrie Simons. Um, uh, the Prime Minister's fiance. she has absolutely been sort of in the centre of this. Now, um, the, the, we're in this difficult thing, but I, I have to think some of the, the stuff that's been written about her in recent months, I think is actually basically sexist. Um, it is a sort of like, oh, you silly blonde, you know, um, getting involved, the Prime Minister's fiance. Um she was she was director of communications of the Conservative Party. She does know all these people. She she you know she she does actually you know she does have a history in this world. So she's not just random woman off the street who's now putting her tuppence worth in. But mm. I fear she's getting into some sort of Marie Antoinette sort of right, right character. It was quite bizarre. This whole you know I want very expensive new you know decorations to number eleven. Someone's going to have to pay for it. Um, and the idea that actually virtually everybody who's been hired at number ten in 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 recent uh, months. Is, is someone who's a close friend of hers and, and the ongoing issue of this chatty rat inquiry. Now, this is going to come into um, the House of Commons today. Simon Case, who's the Cabinet Secretary, the most senior civil servant in the country, he is uh, going to be appearing before a select committee today and he is going to be asked, you know, what's going on in terms of this investigation into the chatty rat uh, inquiry. And again, can people keep up with this? This is who leaked in at the end of October on a Friday night that there'd been a cabinet uh, committee meeting and they'd agreed to go for a, a, a second lockdown. That got leaked. Um, the, the fingers were pointing at uh, at Dominic Cummings. They were also pointing at Michael Gove's people, Henry Newman, his former special advisor, who also happens to be best friends with Carrie Simons. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, this is a soap proper extraordinaire. Mm. Um, but... but um, we're told by Dominic Cummings in his 1,000-word blog that he wrote on Friday night that um, that Boris Johnson has said, oh, gosh, what if this inquiry discovers it is Henry Newman? I, I can't sack him. He's one of my wife's best mates. Can I possibly stop the inquiry? Dominic Cummings said that he, he told him not to. I mean, this this is absurd stuff. This is playground stuff. No, it's a soap opera, exactly as you said, and it would be almost funny or at least a bit more pathetic the stakes weren't so high at the moment in terms of what's going on in this country and with the economy and all the rest of it i think on the carrie simon's point you don't have to kind of think of her as some sort of like dumb blonde just exerting her influence here or there willy-nilly to recognize that the role that she has taken on is quite questionable i mean she was elected by precisely no one yep. i think there's a similar problem with dominic cummings though i mean he did lead the brexit campaign but ultimately he was just one advisor but i think no, all but, of this no, just but he, he was in a job problem no when he people no job. no i hate when people say oh well he's not accountable to anyone yeah he is. he's accountable to the prime minister who's accountable to us um, so, you know, he can be sacked. You know, that that's the difference. I mean, we mm. you know all prime ministers have advisors who who are not elected. She, she, you know, she's not on the public payroll. 
No, I, I take that point. I guess the thing I was building to was the fact that the issue here is the kind of absence at the heart of government, which is Boris Johnson, insofar as if he can seemingly flit so easily between the agenda of someone like Cummings um, to the agenda of someone like Simons and how radically different those two seems to be in terms of what they're interested in, whether it's green politics or more woke causes or whatever, then you've got to ask questions about whether or not you stood for anything to begin with. And of course, yeah. advisors will always take a role. They're always going to, in some sense, give kind of a bit of meat to the agenda. But I, it seems like where Boris Johnson is concerned, there was nothing to give meat to in the first place. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.